Welcome to Riverdale. Welcome to Riverdale. This is Welcome to Riverdale, the Carefree Black Nerd show. (laughs) Carefree Black Nerd review over Archie Comics and CW's Riverdale. Uh, When you're listening to this episode, use that hashtag WTRPod and let me know what you're thinking. Make this a conversation. Uh, Hit me up on Twitter, CarefreeBlurred. Live tweet with me as well on Wednesdays using that hashtag WTRPod. And, um, shit, that's that. Now, this is episode 49, uh, Fire Walk With Me. Uh, in this episode, Betty learns that the farm has set their sights on someone close to her. And when Hiram and Gladys's, uh, I don't know, stronghold <laughs> becomes too much for Veronica, she turns the tables on them. Now, before getting to this episode, I do want to send out a special, I don't know, condolences, um positive vibes thoughts and all that stuff to luke perry's family uh sadly he passed away a few days ago at the time of this recording and um it affected me more than i thought it would not that i'm just some cold-hearted i don't know sociopath but i didn't realize until watching riverdale tonight how I don't want to say important, but the significance of him, I'll, I'll say that for lack of a better term. Um, I knew that he passed and that's partly why I tuned in to this most recent episode, though I was going to watch it to review it. I um, was very interested to see how they would handle Fred's character. And of course, I'm sure that he probably finished out the season, if not even started filming for next season. Um, but my heart is heavy and like I said it's very surprising there was a scene with Fred in this episode where um, he showed up and I was like oh that's Fred and then they showed him again I was like oh damn Uh, I won't go so far as to say oh I should have appreciated him when we had him because I did like the character I thought that the show did a piss poor job with handling him and I still believe that to this day But I do kind of want to focus on one of his better episodes. And it was right at the end of season one, beginning of season two, where we opened up with uh, the Black Hood shooting Fred and him being in the hospital. And that Fred-centric episode about him and like his battle with death and him seeing his son and his life in different iterations and what could be and what that was a very good episode not only was it a good fred episode but overall it was one of riverdale's better episodes i mean from um editing to uh storytelling it was just really good and i know i'm not remembering that with like rose colored glasses because of you know the passing of of luke perry like he i just really enjoyed that episode and i remember watching it and be like okay this is a good start to this season though it went downhill from there uh but kind of keeping on task i do again want to send out condolences to his family um anyone listening to welcome to riverdale anyone who has been fans of him for decades uh 90210 you know to say the least um yeah it's 
again, this is affecting me a little bit more than I realized or than I, I, I anticipated. I didn't really think I would have any reaction just, you know, oh, he's gone. But watching him on screen and watching him with Archie and be the dad, it's like, man, when he was on the show and written well, he was he was good. But a lot of times they they didn't do a lot with him and other adults on this damn show. Um, so I'll kind of leave it there because I honestly don't even know what else to say. Um, anything past this would be rambling and maybe I'll bring him up in another episode. Uh, one thing though, I do want to add, I, I'm very interested to see if the show does anything, I guess, in tribute to him. Um, I don't know if maybe an episode about him or kind of a more Fred heavy feel, or if he's going to maybe pass on on the show as well. Or if they'll just bring in a new character, a new actor, which I I, I would hope they wouldn't do. Um, but, again, that's neither here nor there. All in all, for those of you who are affected even more than me, those of you who have been shedding tears and who have been upset, I do. Um, I'm here. Um, yeah, this. so feel free to tweet me, email me, carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. Reach out to me if you so choose, because, again, this is... I don't know. It's something about this, like I said, is hitting me harder than I thought it would have. Um, so, yeah, so there's that. So, um, getting right back into this episode, uh, I'm not sure how I feel about this episode. It was, I feel like, a pretty solid, decent Riverdale episode, very on par with what we've seen so far. Um, not anything super extravagant or, or, you know, amazing, but it wasn't one of the worst episodes. Um, a few moving parts. One, Archie and Josie are still a thing, which you all know how I feel about Josie on this show, how I feel about Kevin, how I feel about Reggie, any marginalized person on the show, and it is, <sighs> yeah, those same critiques still remain. Josie is the girlfriend of Archie. Um, I don't see her as a character on her own because she's never on her own. She doesn't have a storyline that gives her weight that is centered around her. It's always around someone else or her performing for someone, which she doesn't do in this episode. She doesn't sing on stage. So I guess that's a good thing. All in all, with my critiques of Josie, I am very happy that this actress is getting this Riverdale check. Assuming it's a pretty decent check. Yo, you've been on for three seasons. Um, so Betty and her mom talking Alice we open up with her being very Stepford mom and trying to sell this house Betty coming through talking about the serial killers the murders and all the stuff that happened deterring buyers which cool I'm, I'm okay with that uh one of the things that pissed me off again Jesus y'all, I try I'm trying to I'm trying to be more positive about this show but there apparently is only one classroom in this entire Riverdale University, because it's not a high school, where any one group can meet. Well, the farm kids show up, and there are some very dirty-looking guys. And they're like, oh, well, this is our room. And they're like, no, this is our room. And then out of the back door of the classroom bursts Cheryl. So... Cheryl and the Pretty Poisons, and they're like, oh, well, we reserved this room for gang activity and, and gay straight alliance and whatever else. It really doesn't matter what she said. What matters is this ghoulie, who's part of the, like, kind of dirty, shady-looking kids, said to Cheryl something, and I am exaggerating a bit, but not by much. He says, bitch, this our room. Like, he caught her in 
out and she's like, oh, well, you're talking to the student body president and such and such. Ma'am, cool it. You're still just a student. You're not the president. So there's this very, very beautiful black girl who's next to Cheryl who gives me uh, Bianca Lawson vibes. Like she, she has a I'm a cousin of Bianca Lawson look. And, you know, she got the little punk hairstyle and dark lipstick or whatnot. Now, the thing that pisses me off, and again, the Riverdale is just does not seem to be concerned with optics. This ghoulie gets in, he, he yells at Cheryl. And when he goes to attack Cheryl, instead of him attacking her, she steps to the side and he goes directly for the black girl. Okay. My issue, one, what, first of all, don't hit these girls at all. They, y'all in high school, get this shit together. But secondly, since you went so far, Riverdale, as to make sure that this boy would be aggressive towards these women, these young girls, why have him go directly for that black girl? Again, that makes no sense. And it's not even, it is very much a race thing. But the race thing aside, he wasn't even talking to her. His confrontation was with Cheryl. Why are you going for this black girl? What? And why does that? Why is that okay with y'all? And also, a lot of these pretty poisons, if I'm remembering correctly, are very light skinned. They're white passing, or they're white girls, and you have a few brown and black girls sprinkled throughout. Why didn't you go after one of them? Why? Like, why, I feel like they're they're. When it comes to this gang activity, pretty poisons and serpents or whatever, you're very much coding it to be a black or a brown substitute. We don't get black people highlighted in Riverdale. We have Josie sometimes. We had Chuck, but never again. We had two whole black women on the show with the Pussycats, and they're gone. So when you bring in this, not even criminal, but thug or deviant element, why is it through brown people? Man, Oh, this show has a lot to learn. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time um, dissecting this episode, but that was worth mentioning. That was utter trash. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, Veronica in this speakeasy. At this point, I am over her. I'm over it. I'm over the whole situation. She has a speakeasy that is beautifully crafted uh the finest of materials great lighting i'm sure heat and air control underneath pops which is a decent place you are a child this show once they decide if these people are kids or if they are high school students i will be able to breathe that much easier watching it i can still enjoy the show i can take it for what it is but you can't keep giving me this floating timeline of they're 16 but they're also 26 and then try to shoehorn when you bring up this shows to the point now when something school related actually happens it feels so out of place when they were the three gangs fighting over or the three groups fighting over the room to have their meeting it was so odd like first of all gangs exist outside of the school why do y'all have to meet inside this one area the farm, I can kind of give it to them because it just, they feel like more of a, a, a collegiate um, educational group, on the surface at least. And then the ghoulies, the shit they were doing, you could have done the library, you could have just hung out somewhere. It just feels very odd that these, 
institutions that exist outside of Riverdale High are battling for space within this humongous ass school that no doubt has to have so many unused rooms or empty rooms because let's not forget the blue and gold was not up and running. It was just an empty space. Also, this music room where Josie is, it's always cluttered. It's always so much shit, but that's essentially an empty spot. That's where uh, 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 Archie and Grundy were hooking up in. So you mean to tell me there's not one other space in this school that you could use? I'm, it's it's weird, and I know it's a show, but you know I'm taking the world that they've given me, and I'm trying to figure out what the hell is really going on. Uh, Josie looked great as usual. Uh, then we introduce Ricky. So... To kind of blow through Archie's storyline because it's very boring. He is boxing. Um, he's working at the rink now, rink the uh, gym now. Uh, he's tasked with cleaning up the place because he doesn't have money to give them for rent. There was this uh, big Latin dude, and he's cool. But I'm like, where is Tom Keller? Where is he? Like was I mean I guess he's just the coach and this guy maybe owns the place. I don't know what's going on. I I just, I'm not going to even stress it to figure it out because Riverdale and the writers' room they ain't really worried about it, so I'm not going to worry about it either. Uh, so Archie is cleaning up. Josie shows up late at night. Uh, again, not to seem sexist or uh, anything like that. And if so, please check me using the hashtag WTRPod. Hit me up on Twitter, but. Why are you, and I don't want to say allowing, but let me, I'm trying to think of a different way to put this. Archie, if you are Josie's boyfriend, with all the shit that's going on, from Black Hoods to Gargoyle Kings and everything, why is she coming to meet you this late at night at the gym in this weird-ass town where anything can happen? Why are you not meeting her somewhere? And that's not to say that he's this. she needs to be protected. She's some... Uh, selfless, selfless, some weak girl who can't take care of herself. That's not what I'm saying. It just, this is, this is where I'm bumping heads with this show because there's so many things going on at once that do, that don't make sense. And a lot of them are contradicting others. And a lot of them are making so that other things that have happened do not make sense. And this is one of them. Every time we turn around, Josie is being scared by somebody to send a message to another person. She just cried about pushing people away and not having anyone around her and whatever else. And we also know that Betty's dad was a serial killer and just a number of other things going on in this town. Why is she coming to this gym this late at night? And you like I just and even Archie, you know, to an extent, the shit that you've been through. Why are you here this late by yourself? This is weird, right? Or is it just me? Let me know. Tweet me, Carefree Blur. Use hashtag WTRPod. Maybe I'm just thinking too much into it, but like these are children. This doesn't seem right. So they hear a noise. They go into a back room, and there's this little kid named Ricky who's playing with a lighter. Who Archie, which the one thing he did, I was like, okay, cool. Yells at the boy, telling him, get the hell up out of here. What the fuck are you doing here? That's what I felt like. What are you doing? He said, oh, I sneak in and I sleep in here sometimes or whatever else. And instead of Archie maybe calling the police, he takes the boy in. That made no sense. Like, I just, from here on out, it was just like, any, nothing that you do is going to make sense. And I'm not going to give a damn about none of it either. Like, why wouldn't you 
So Josie and him uh, and, and Archie talk to the boy at Pops. They talk about going to get a caseworker. The boy takes off running. Cute little kid. Little, either white passing or like white Latino or something. He's a very bright look kid. Uh, and so he runs away. They catch him. He's like, don't send me back to St. Anna or whatever the damn place is. These guys, they held me down and they they burned me. They have the little uh, gargles and griffins shit burned into his arm. And that's where I checked out of the show. I am tired of this storyline. I am so tired of the Gargoyle King, the, the G&G shit. All of this is boring. It is really boring. It honestly is. I'm sick of it. Like, you, the, it feels as if... The writers do not know what the hell they're doing. They're just taking it one episode at a time. There doesn't feel like there's this overarching storyline that they have a handle on. Because if you did, you would probably do a better job at dropping Easter eggs throughout the episodes. So that when something does happen, we could be like, oh, that's what it is. And I can see the clues. But no, this show, oh my god, this show, they, they are not doing great at all <laughs> i'm sorry they're not so all in all we find out that the little boy is actually the little brother to joaquin and he while archie has taken him in and they're playing games and shit the social worker calls him like oh he's very dangerous he does a lot of self-harm and this and that the boy got to be like eight years old seven or eight mm, about to eight eight maybe nine and i i get everything she's saying and i would believe her but i'm thinking you as a social worker, why are you letting this boy stay with Archie? There has not been one scene with the social worker and Archie's dad. There hasn't been a scene with her and an adult. It was her and a sketch artist talking with Betty and Archie and Pops. Even the location is odd. Like there was not a police station you could go to. There was not a police station because I feel like that's the only other place that you should go to. Instead of you handing that boy over to the police, you... Let him stay with Archie. This is a child. He is still a high school age student. And this little boy is not related to him. So what happens is the boy stabs Archie like two or three times in the stomach. And talk about the red paladin. And my brother. You know. Is this how he stabbed you? And this. It, and it's. I, I don't like it. I just don't like it. Because the whole time before we realized that the boy was playing Archie. I'm thinking. Why haven't you taken him to the police? I don't give a damn about him running away talking about this place is hurting him because he has the brand on his arm. You can take him to the police and tell them, do not take him to St. Anna, whatever. This is what they're doing to people. Ah, and this show has jaded me in such an extreme way. When the when Archie brought up the St. And I'm sure it's not called St. Anna. I'm just saying that because I can't remember. But when he brought up the St. Anna boys home or whatever to the um, case manager, the social worker. She was like, oh yeah, that's a really good, um, one of the better facilities. And kept going with the conversation. I don't trust anyone on this show. So when she said it, I was thinking like, oh, like the Sisterhood of Quiet Mercy. Like I don't. I'm so jaded now where I feel like everyone is lying. And I don't think that's good for the show. Because in any other show, it would have rolled it would have made you like raise an eyebrow, like, okay, what's going on with this little boy? Because she's saying it's a good place, but more for me it was like, okay, either she working with the Gargoyle King, uh she know about the abuse, uh she's after the boy like it just it wasn't I don't know, it just wasn't good. And uh, so Fred comes in and he patches up Archie. But I have to say, he was calm as hell. He was like, hey, Archie. Yeah. 
You think he'll come back? Like, this little kid just stabbed your son in the stomach several times. God. Oh, man. Trash. Trash. Uh, yeah, so that's that. It happened. It is what it is. Whatever. Uh, then we go. Let's take a step back to Veronica and uh, and her dad and Gladys and Reggie. And this storyline was boring as hell. So Veronica owes her dad and Gladys a lot of money. They're both kind of taking money from her. And she's like, oh, I don't have any money at the Le Bon Nawi. Nawi. What are we going to do? Let's have another casino night because we made so much money last time. Another place where I checked out of this show is that they hire all these kids who are also high school age, one would assume, to work the casino night. And Josie's like, yeah, what if we get raided? Which, I didn't, why is that a concern? There's no police in Riverdale. You can do whatever the fuck you want. There's no one there to police. FP is sitting by his desk. The whole, He's only one man, but I digress. So, Reggie... Well, Veronica says, oh, you know, Reggie, show them what'll happen. So he starts to pull out, like, open up walls and shit and, like, move machines, gambling machines, poker tables and such, like, behind walls and on the ceiling and trap doors. I'm just like, what the fuck is this? Again, are these kids or are these adults? Why? First of all, I have to suspend belief to even imagine that this speakeasy is really underneath Pops's shop. Also, that it is immaculate and has the finest of materials. But not only that, you mean to tell me that someone came in between, let's say, yesterday or even two days ago when you hatched this plan and today when we're going to open the casino, someone came in and created all these secret spaces and, and had the seams hidden and painted them perfectly. And I, I was like, man, what the? This show is goofy as hell. Like, no. No. So all of that happens, and then Veronica realizes she needs security because Gladys sings a song, and Hiram's friend who's with him at the place cusses her out, and she goes behind the bar and pours herself a drink, whatever. Apparently, things got out of hand, but not really. So she, Veronica, reaches out to Tony and pays her to have the pretty poisons work security for her. Where are the adults in this town? I'm thinking, why in the fuck? Because Reggie said, oh yeah, I miss the ghoulies or I miss the serpents. So you went from one group of children to another group of children to protect you against these adults? I'm like, Gladys probably could have wiped the floor with every single one of these pretty poisons. Hiram, the same. And the same can be said for the serpents. I, it just felt, I said, okay, in the world of Riverdale, are there no security companies? Are there no adult clubs where there are adult bouncers? Are there? There's no one that you can call because if Laban Nawi Nori is supposed to be this speakeasy that's a secret, there's been so many people in and out this goddamn place. It doesn't make any sense. So many adults, so many children, so many random people. This place has been used to for Betty to interrogate the host of uh, adults. It has been used as a casino place. It has been used for mob parties. It's been used for so much. Why is this a secret? How about we put Pops' shop underground underneath Laban Nawi because he's the only one not getting any business. His place is the secret. I was like, this shit is trash. Uh, also, Jughead is stressing himself trying to figure out how to 
keep the serpents together and out of trouble and get the ghoulies under their thumb and it's just whatever it's not even worth mentioning the only thing that kind of come from that is that they find a new headquarters in the old ghoulie hold up which i think is in the middle of the woods um more importantly i think the thing what i'm going to end on is kevin is now part of the farm betty saw him holding his hand over some fire which was one of the tests for the farm she saw him out in the woods where the whole farm kids were wearing their olivia pope's finest pea coats and walking on cold flames or hot hot flames cold whatever fire hell kevin they handle him so wrong he t- so Betty writes up a little article and she's like, yeah, I'm going to show your dad and all of the readers here at Riverdale and they're going to not think that you were doing a good thing or whatever. Kevin says, you're not going to you know, publish that article. She says, why? She says, because then we're going to have to release the fact that your mom and you killed a man and you and Jughead took the car and threw it in the water and then we used the shovel to bury him and -and so-and-so used um, a a vat of lye to burn his body. Like, all of this stuff, and this is the only time that I felt bad for Betty because a lot of her problems, as it pertains to the farm, are because of her ignorant mother and sister you've told all this girl's business to all of these strangers at the farm and now there's nothing that she can really do add to that what if some point in time down the line alice does something or wakes up one day at the farm and is like this isn't what i want with my life you've signed your own death warrant with like you have signed your life over to them there's no escaping it's so weird uh, but I was like, why would Kevin do this? So Betty talks to, to Josie. This is before she writing the letter. She's like, oh, if you talk to Kevin, you know, he's kind of weird and such and such. And she's like, yeah, I thought, you know, he had been sneaking out. I thought it was just to go to Fox Forest, but it was to be with the farm kids. I'm just like, what? So again, the way you handling Kevin is he's a sad gay who's easily impressionable and will turn on his friends in a heartbeat, cannot write him a consistent love interest, and he has to keep going to the woods to hook up. So fucking weird. Man, all in all, this was a very Riverdale-esque episode of Riverdale. Um, I'm interested to see what happens for the rest of the season. I want to know how Fred is handled. And if for nothing else, I'm going to watch the rest of this season to see Luke Perry because again this is affecting me a bit more than (laughs) I thought it would so with that being said let me know your thoughts on this episode Uh, did you like it did you love it did you hate it did you live tweet were you watching it live what were some of your impressions Um, who are some of your favorite people I think my favorite of this episode is just going to default to Josie even though I don't like her and Archie there's really no i'm sorry not default to jovi she's the default because i'm rooting for everybody black but fred fred will have to be my favorite of course for obvious reasons but really looking at the grand scheme of things and everyone on the show fred was the most sane sensible person on the show so whatever you know call me out or not that was my favorite my favorite scene all the scenes with fred i'm just i'm still a little i don't know i guess i'm a little sad um all that being said let me know what you think make this a conversation please live tweet when you're listening to this episode use that hashtag wtr pod let me know you're out there let me know you're listening let me know your thoughts do you agree with any of my thoughts on this episode do you disagree do you are you interested in to see what season four brings for this show 
Um, you know, what are some of your standout moments? Uh, also, as a kind of extra thing, if you guys could let me know, how did you find this show, Riverdale? Have you been listening from the beginning? Have you been following Carefree Black Nerd from the beginning? Was it word of mouth? Was it a random hashtag? Was it during a live tweet? Like, where did you find me? I'd like to know. Um, so, yeah, so email me, carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. Tweet me, carefreeblur, WTRpod, and hit me up on all other social medias at carefreeblacknerd. Thank you all for listening so far. I know I rant and rave and I have strong opinions about this show, but I do, 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 do appreciate you all for listening. So with that being said, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky, and stay in uh, encouraging for those of us who are um, have lost people like Luke Perry and family members and such. And uh, hopefully this show will ramp it up and be better towards the end of this season. So until then, y'all, good night.